Okay, today's class, uh, Shumad Bhagavatam, Canto 9, chapter 20, verses 24 through 26. And this is the chapter on liberation. So we're just going to do that first, 24, we chant 24. Chakram, Chakram Dakshina, Haste, Sya, Padma Kosha, Sya, Padayo, EJ, Mahabhishekina, Sho, Bishito, Dirat, Vibhu. Chakram Dakshina Hastesha Padma Kosho Shapadayo Ijay Mahat Pikshek Kena So be Shikto Dirad Vibhu Chakram Dakshina Hastesha Padma Kosho Shapadayo Ijay Mahabhishekena So be Shikto Dirad Vibhu Chakram Dakshina Dakshina Chakram Dakshina Hastesha Chakram Dakshina Hastesha Admakosho Shapadayo Admakosho Shapadayo Ijay Mahabhishekena Ijay Mahabhishekena Shobhishikto Diradvibhu Shobhishikto Diradvibhu Chakram Dakshina Pancha panchasta medayar gangayamanu vajdu 
mamam mamate mamate yam purodaya yamuna manucha prabhu asta sapatti media svan bandaha prabha pradad vasu varastaya hi domas dosmanter agni sachi gune chitaha sahasram babit Vaso Yashmin Brahmana Gra Vibet Vipejare So Chakram The mark of Krishna's disc The mark of Krishna's disc Dakshina Haste on the palm of the right hand. On the palm of the right hand. Asya, Asya of him. Bharata. Padma Kosha. The mark of the whirl of a lotus. Asya of him. Padayo on the soles of the feet. EJ worship the supreme personality of Godhead. Worship the supreme personality of Godhead. by a grand Vedic ritualistic ceremony. Saha he Maharaj Bharat. Abhishtaha, being promoted, Adhirat, to the topmost position of a ruler, Vibhu, the master of everything, Pancha Pancha Satta, 55, Medhyai, Fit for sacrifices. Gangayamanu. From the mouth of the Ganges to the source. Vajibihi. With horses. Mamateyam. The real sage. Oh, excuse me. The great sage Brigu. Purodaya, <coughs> making him the great priest. Yamunam, on the bank of the Yamuna. Anu, in regular order. Cha, also. Prabhu, the supreme master. Maharaj Bharat. Ashtasaptati, 78. Medya Ashwan Horses fit for sacrifice. Babandaha He bound. Pradadat gave in charity. Vasu riches. Bharatasya of Maharaj Bharata. He Indeed, Dushmantahe, the son of Maharaj Dushmanta, Agni, the sacrificial fire, Sachigune, on an excellent site, 
Shitaha established Sahasram thousands. Badwashaha by the number of one Badwa. One Badwa equals 13,084. Yashmin in which sacrifices. Brahmanaha, all the Brahmins present. Gaha, the cows. Vibhijire received their respective share. Received their respective share. Long translation. Translation. Maharaj Bharat, the son of Dushmanta, had the mark of Lord Krishna's disc on the palm of his right hand. And he had the mark of a lotus pearl on the soles of his feet. By worshiping the Supreme Personality of Godhead, with a grand ritualistic ceremony, he became the emperor and master of the entire world. Then, under the priesthood of Mamateya, Brigumuni, he performed 55 horse sacrifices on the bank of the Ganges, beginning from the mouth and ending at its source. All up and down the Ganges, these gigantic horse sacrifices. <coughs> and 78 horse sacrifices on the bank of the Jamuna, beginning from the confluence at Prayag and ending at the source. He established the sacrificial fire on an excellent site, and he distributed great wealth to the Brahmins. Indeed, he distributed so many cows that each of the, uh, each of the thousands of Brahmanas had one badwa, or 13,001, uh, excuse me, 13,084 as his share. Thousands of times he gave 1,384 cows 13, to the Brahmins. 13,084. <coughs> thousands of times. Lots of grandeur here, huh? So, uh, I say you can repeat. Maharaj Bharat. The, the son of Dushmanta had the mark of Lord Krishna's disc on the palm of his right hand and he had the mark of a lotus whirl on the soles of his feet by worshipping the Supreme Personality of Godhead with a great ritualistic ceremony he became the emperor and master, and master of the entire world. The entire world. Then under priesthood of Mamatya, Mamatya, Brigumuni, he performed 55 horse sacrifices on the bank of the Ganges, beginning from its mouth and ending at its source, and 78 horse sacrifices on the bank of the Jamuna, beginning from the confluence at Prayag and ending at the source. He established the sacrificial fire on an excellent site and he distributed great wealth to the Brahmins. Indeed, he distributed so many cows 
that each of the thousands of brahmanas had one badwa, 13,084 as his share. Incredible. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. As indicated here by the words Doshmanter Agni Satchegune Chitaha, Bharat, the son of Maharaj Dushmanta, arranged for many ritualistic ceremonies all over the world. Especially all over India uh, on the banks of the Ganges and Jamuna. From the mouth of the source, and uh, all such sacrifices were performed in very distinguished places. As stated in Bhagavad Gita 3.9, Yadarthat Karmanom Yatta Lokosh Yam Karmabandanaha, work done as a sacrifice for Vishnu has to be performed. Otherwise, work binds one to this material world. Everyone should engage in the performance of Jagya, and the sacrificial fire should be ignited everywhere. The entire purpose of being, uh, the entire purpose being to make people happy, prosperous, and progressive in spiritual life. Of course, these things were possible before the beginning of Kali Yuga, because there were qualified Brahmins who could perform such jagyas. For the present, however, the Brahma Vivarta Purana uh, enjoy, enjoins. Ashwamedam gavalambam sanyasam palapaitrikam davarena sutopt patim kalopancha vivarjaret. In this age of Kali, five acts are forbidden offering a horse sacrifice, offering a cow in sacrifice, accepting the order of sanyas, offering oblations of flesh to the forefathers and begetting children in the wife of one's brother. In this age, such jagyas uh, as the Ashwamedha jagya and Gohadmeda jagya are impossible to perform because there are neither sufficient riches nor qualified Brahmins. This verse says, Mamat Tetyam Purodhaya. Maharaj Bharat engaged the son of Mamati, Brigamuni to take charge of performing this jagya. Now, however, such Brahmins are impossible to find. Therefore, the Shastras recommend jagyai sankirtan prayar yajanti hi sume dashaha. Those who are intelligent should perform the sankirtan jagya inaugurated by Lord Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Krishna Varnam Twishak Krishnam Sangopandashtra Parsadam Jagyahi Sankirtan Prayur Yajantihi Sumedesaha In this age of Kali, people endowed with sufficient intelligence will worship the Lord, who is accompanied by his associates by performance of Sankirtan Jagya. Srimad Bhagavatam 11.5.32 Jagya must be performed, for otherwise people will be entangled in sinful activities and will suffer immensely. 
Therefore, the Krishna consciousness movement has taken charge of introducing the chanting of Hare Krishna all over the world. This Hare Krishna movement is also Jagya, but without the difficulties involved in securing paraphernalia and qualified Brahmins. This congregational chanting can be performed anywhere and everywhere if people somehow or other assemble together and are induced to chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. All the purposes of Jagya will be fulfilled. Wow. All purposes. That's like doing all the Jagyas. It equals, if not uh, exceeds, what Maharaj Bharat was doing up all up and down the mouth of the Ganges and the Jamuna. Did you have a question? No, what does the word Jagya mean? Sacrifice. Okay. Yeah, Yagya. Yagya. Yeah, Yagya. Yeah. Prabhupada always pronounced it Jagya, so some, I, I kind of, listening to Prabhupada, I kind of picked up on calling it a Jagya, but it's a Yagya. Sacrifice. You know, like the fire sacrifice? You've, you've seen the fire? You know. I've seen fire sacrifices, um, like by another Amma, mm -hmm. um, but not here at the Krishna temple. Yeah? Yeah. You will one day. You will. When you initiate it, you'll. Yeah. So, um, so by chanting this Maha Mantra, all the purposes of Jagya are fulfilled. The first purpose is that there must be sufficient rain, for without rain there could not be any produce. Anabhavati Bhutani Paryad All our necessities can be produced simply by rainfall. And the earth is the original source of all necessities. In conclusion, therefore, in this age of Kali, people all over the world should refrain from the four principles of sinful life, illicit sex, meat-eating, intoxication, and gambling, and in a pure state of existence should perform the simple yajna of chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. Then the earth will certainly produce all the necessities of, for life. And people will be happy economically, politically, socially, religiously, and culturally. Everything will be in proper order. Once again, I say that Prabhupada has this way of making a point. You know, there's no, there's no doubt in what he's trying to say. So once again, the verse... Maharaj Bharat, the son of Dushmanta, had the mark of, a load of the Lord Krishna's disc on the palm of his right hand, and he had the mark of a lotus world on the soles of his feet. By worshiping the supreme personality of Godhead with a great ritualistic ceremony, he became the emperor and master of the entire world. Then, under the priesthood of Mamateya, Rigumuni, he performed 55 horse sacrifices on the bank of the Ganges beginning from its mouth and ending at its source, and 78 horse sacrifices on the bank of the Jamuna, beginning from the confluence, from the confluence at Prayag and ending at the source. 
He established the sacrificial fire on an, an excellent site, and he distributed great wealth to the Brahmins. Indeed, he distributed so many cows that each of the thousands of Brahmins had one budwa, 13,084 as his share. <laughs> Sri Chaitanya Manovishtam, Shapitam Dena Bhutale, Sayam Rupagadamayam, Dadantiswapadantikam, Bancha Kalpata Rubis, Chan Kripas and Nubayivicha, Paditan Mampava Nebio Vaishnavavyo Namo Namaha. So, this is a, a really wonderful verse. It's illustrating very clearly the, the potency and importance of chanting Hare Krishna. We have a tendency in our day-to-day uh, -day lives to kind of take our lives for granted. You know? It's, it's hard for us not to do that. We just, uh, you know, we, we have such a wonderful association, we have this nice temple, nice people, beautiful deities, Wonderful beauty, Srila Prabhupada. <clears throat> uh, nice prasadam, good kirtan. We have everything. See, so many people come. But if we're not careful, we will take it for granted. You see? And it just, it, it gets to be something that we're doing. Uh, we're just kind of, we're going through the motions every day. It's another day. The day I'm, I'm doing, you know. Because that's what I do. I do this and then I do that. Oh, and I've got to run over and do this. And we have a tendency to take it uh, just for granted. Meaning that we don't, uh, as they say, sometimes we don't take time to stop and smell the roses. You see? In other words, we don't stop and actually take time to taste what we have. And we don't realize <clears throat> the potency of what we have. Just by this, you know, we may think... Uh, and someone may say, hey, let's go on Hari Nam. And we think, yeah, I guess I have time. It's a little hot, but uh, all right, you know, let's, let's run down there. We'll, we'll go jam for a while. We get a little hot, we'll come back. You know, you see. We don't realize that the, the potency of what Srila Prabhupada has given us in this Hari Nam Sankir time um, equals the, the horse sacrifices, all up and down. And not just at, at Helter Skelter, but at particular places of importance along with the sacred river of the, the Ganges and the Jamuna. You see? Giving thousands of cows. Thousands of cows. Um, these, we, we can't even imagine the greatness, the grandeur of these sacrifices. Because Prophet says here, we can't do them in these days because... We don't have the wealth, meaning the world doesn't have the wealth. There was greater wealth in the time of the uh, of Maharaj Bharat, you see. Well, there's no qualified Brahmins. We don't have the money. We don't have qualified Brahmins. They had greater wealth. You know, they used to use so much gold for these sacrifices. And when they were finished, they would just discard it. It would be along the road been used, you know. So it would just be there, isn't it? So, uh, 
But we, in this ISKCON, we, uh, it's, it's sometimes difficult to keep reminding ourselves the importance of what we have, uh, the importance of who we are, you see. This, uh, this Krishna consciousness movement was initiated by Lord Chaitanya. Some people say, um, you know, when we read that verse <clears throat> in uh, Bhagavad Gita, uh, what is it? Um, yada yada ni dharmasya. Yeah. Whenever there is a decline in religion and an incline in irreligion, you see, I myself appear. So people say, well, if that's true, well, that sounds like today, you know? I mean, we have a decline of religion. We certainly do. You can't pray in schools, you see? Uh, they're trying to take Christ out of Christmas. You know, they, they, they don't even call it a Christmas tree anymore. It's called a, what is it, a holiday tree? Isn't it? Yeah. You know, the, on uh, <clears throat> city property, you're not supposed to put the manger scene, the nativity scene. You're not supposed to do that anymore. Although some people still do it, but if somebody sues, then they lose, you know, city loses. So we're, they're, they're wanting to take, um, um, in God we trust off the money, you see. I mean, we, it's, it's obvious uh, that um, religion is on the decline, you see. So many abortions, you know, uh, what is it, 40,000, more than that, 40,000 a year? I forget. I, I used to know. Do you know the number, Mother? Ab abortions? Aren't they like more than 40,000 a year, though, I think? It, that, that's an old number. I think it's a lot more than that. So, you know, um, so sometimes people say, well, if, if God makes you that promise, then why doesn't he come today? He came at the advent of Kali Yuga to help us with these, these problems. This is very problematic. And, and and people feel that we're even worse off now than we were then. And we are, you see. So Prabhupada's reply to that is that uh, Krishna did come, as he said. He came 525 years ago as Lord Chaitanya. He and Radha combined together and came with Lord Balaram and the, the members of the Panchatapa. They all appeared, you see. All of his associates appeared. Uh, so they came to initiate this chanting of the congregational chanting of the Mahamantra, you see, which is topmost. It's, it's greater than anything. It's really all that you need to do, you see. Now that doesn't mean, well, if I just chant my rounds, I can just go sit in my room, you know. If that's all it's the, that, that's necessary, and that's really all it's, it takes to go back to Godhead in this age, you see. But uh, the devotee wonders, um, what can I do to make Krishna happy? Well, chanting my rounds will make him happy, but what does Krishna want? You see, when you love somebody, you want to serve them. And when you want to serve them, you don't want to just do. You want to do what they want. You see, 
When you feed somebody, you don't just feed them. If you're trying to do something special, you want to find out what are they like. You see, what are your favorite dishes? Like that. You see? So, um, in loving devotional service, we want to know what is Krishna like? What does Krishna want? Now, we could do some service. We could just, I'm going to, I'm going to do this for Krishna. And that's very nice. But to inquire and to wonder and ponder, what can I possibly do that Krishna would really, really like? What does he really want? You say, he'll accept my service, but I want to do something special. Well, Krishna wants the fallen conditioned souls to all come back. You see. Now, it's not that he's uh, disturbed that people left, you know, that the living entities left and came to the material world. After all, he knows he's Krishna. He knows he's all attractive. You see. He knows you're coming back. Where else is there to go? You know? He doesn't have any any problems with um, uh, what's that self-image. <laughs> he doesn't have self-esteem problems. He knows he's the greatest, most wonderful. So he knows, well, when you leave to go to this material world to do all this uh, searching and trying to squeeze the material energy to get some enjoyment, I know you're coming back. But I wish you wouldn't leave. But you have free will, so you can. You can go. But I wish you would, but, you know, you must. You see. So he knows you're coming back. So, but he has this desire for the living entities to come back home, back to Godhead. So therefore he sends his pure devotees to, uh, first of all, tell us about back home. You see? I mean, the first thing we do as preachers is we tell people that there is a home. There is a place, you see. Uh, the whole purpose for religion is to pre prepare for death. What's going to happen? I'm preparing. I'm, I'm, I'm doing some sort of activity to prepare for my death and therefore my next life. The, the, the afterlife, you see. So I need to know. I need to know. All of us need to know what is... What is there for me? You see? So that we, the uh, devotees of Krishna, the members of this ISKCON, we first of all tell people, you have a home. You have a home, which you came from. You see? The looks on people's faces when they realize what we're talking about when we tell them, you, you actually have a home that you came from. You see? You didn't get created in the womb. So there wasn't a time when you did not exist. There are some philosophies that, that, that say, well, life is the soul is created uh, in the womb. You know, at conception, the soul is created. And from there on, it's eternal. But if it's eternal, there was a time when it didn't exist if it's created in the womb, right? So if there was a time when it didn't exist, for eternity, which is a long time, then it's not eternal. Eternal means no beginning, no end. That's eternal. I guess you could say, well, starting now, going forward, it's eternal. 
So <clears throat> there are many philosophies that have that concept, that you were uh, created. You have, you have this beginning, a conception, and now you've got this life, and you, you better choose properly, because whatever you do during this life is going to give you eternal hell or eternal heaven. So people are a little confused. And they make a lot of people wonder, oh, where was I before I... And you say, well, according to that philosophy, you weren't. You did not exist. That's hard for people to wrap their, their arms around, you see. And an atheist can argue, uh, well, if there was a time when I didn't exist, now you're telling me that you want me to believe that I'll never cease to be? Because it's possible for me not to exist. You just said that in your philosophy, that I once didn't exist. So therefore, if it's, a, if it's possible for me not, not to exist, how can you convince me that I won't cease to exist when I, when I, at the end of this body? That's strong argument. You know, you know, if we were atheists, we would argue that. You know, so there's, uh, <clears throat> it's a very weak philosophy to think, well, you had your beginning, you see. It's misunderstanding. So when we tell people that you have no beginning, when we tell the science of Bhagavad Gita pe to people, uh, never was there a time when you did not exist, and never will there be a time when you'll cease to be. You're unborn and undying, you see. So you can see people suddenly they, they start to think and then now they have some different hope. It's very exciting to think like this, you see. So we the devotees tell them, you have a home. Eternally, eternally, you lived there. This is where you're from, your hometown. Galoka Vrindavan, you see. You have a family that... Uh, Part of us have left there, and we're all wandering around trying to find ourselves in this material world, but you have a family <coughs> that you can go back to. And if you practice this Krishna consciousness, you can realize that we're all family. All living, entity, uh, all living entities are family already. It's like sometimes uh, you hear people talk about finding their soulmate. You heard that? You know, someone says, oh, I, I'd like to find my soulmate, or I, I have found my soulmate, you see. But if you look around, everybody's your soulmate, all living entities. You're my soulmate, you know. We have been together for eternity. It's a long time. We, there's never been a time when we have not been together. We were together serving Krishna in Goloka Vrindavan. You see? We know each other. We're part and parcel of Krishna. We know. We've been engaged in the direct devotional service of the Supreme Lord. Now, coincidentally, we decided to go wander in the material world and try to find something better than Krishna at the same time. You see? So here we are in this material world at the same time. But we were together at the same time in the spiritual world before we decided to leave. You see? 
So we're all soulmates. That means the trees and the grass. I have to drive it home to people when I'm preaching because I say, not just the human beings. You know, because I'm also trying to get them to give up eating meat. You know, a lot of people try, like to think that, oh, we're soulmates. All humans are soulmates. Well, it goes further than that. All living entities. <coughs> so our job is to uh, enlighten people and let them know you have a home. You, you have uh, the Supreme Lord, Krishna, waiting for you to come back. Back to home. You see? Prabhupada mentions, how many times do you think Prabhupada mentions in his books and in, in his tapes, you know, these lectures, whatever. How many, how many times does Prabhupada talk about back home? Even named the magazine Back to Godhead. You know, going back. You see, we're trying to get people to wake up and let's go home. You see, that's what Krishna wants. He wants us to wake up the sleeping souls. Jeev Java, wake up. You know, take this Krishna consciousness. Go back. We can preach and we can preach and we can preach and we can ask people to come to this realization. And they're going to wonder, okay, what do I do? How do I do this? Do I just think of Krishna? Uh, do I read? Do I hang around with you? What? Well, yeah, all of those things, but it, it, the most important thing is chanting Hare Krishna. The most important thing we can do is chant the Maha Mantra. So what we're really distributing is the Maha Mantra. Everything else is really secondary. The temple is secondary. Prasadam is everything is secondary. First and foremost is this Maha Mantra. You see. Sometimes, you know, when we're in a place and we're we're we're, we're chanting, we're having kirtan, and we're chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare and you look up and you see the the deity of Gornitai, you know, with their arms up like that. And you get this realization, I'm chanting congregationally with my god brothers and god sisters in front of Lord Chaitanya who came here to get us to do this. And talk about feeling really rightly situated. For this particular moment, I'm okay. I am really okay. No room for, for nonsense here. And you can look at Lord Chaitanya and you, you know he's happy. At that moment, Krishna's happy. Prabhupada is happy. It's like you're doing it. You're chanting. You know, oh, good, I got him to chant. Now continue. Now get others to chant. You see, we need, uh, <clears throat> we need as much Harinam as we can possibly uh, as we can possibly handle, you see. And we have to, um, we have to remember when we're preaching to people, we have to include um, our request that take up this chanting, you see. If we're just talking about the conversation between Krishna and Arjuna and Bhagavad Gita, if we're just talking about Maharaj Bharat and his wonderful sacrifices, if we're just talking about this and we're just talking about 
this story and that story, Christmas pastimes, that's not enough. You see? We have to conclude by making the request, please, chant Hare Krishna. You know, do it a little bit. You know? And if you, if, if you have to, start out with one mantra a day. You know? If you could do one round a day, that's first class. Two is even better. And then you get, you tell people. And as I can travel around, I'm always twisting arms to get them to chant more and more. You know, oh, you're doing four? Well, that's great. You know, you could bump that up to six by just another two rounds, which is really just starting at the big end, working down to the small end and back. That's almost like one round. <laughs> you know? And people say, oh, yeah, I'll try that. And then you find after a while that you twist in your arm to chant more and more, they they jump ahead of you. You know? Before you know it, they're saying, Well, I did what you said, I got up to eight, and then I thought, well, you know, another another two times from the big bead down to the small bead and back is like twelve. So I started now I'm doing twelve. And very soon they say, well, you know, 12 is so easy. You know, another four, that's 16. You know, there's so many people that before you know it, they're doing 16 rounds. You see? But we have to transcendentally twist their arm. You know? Can you chant a little bit more? You know? <coughs> if they're chanting four, just try to get them up to eight and like that. See? Easily. But... We're consistent with them. So what do we want people to do? You know, um, when we um, get people to come to our house, uh, we get them to come to the temple, and they see all the celebration that we have, uh, the ceremonies, you see, they're going to they're wonder. If it's their first time here, what do you want? You're going to ask me for something. Money, labor, you're going to ask me for something. You know, I don't think you're just such a nice guy that you're inviting me over to share the singing and dancing and, and food. You're going to want something from me. You say, yeah, please, Shanghai Krishna. If you do that, everything else will come. So I think we might have time for maybe a couple of questions. One, one or two quick questions. Anybody have anything? follow the chanting. We get them chanting, they'll 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 do some service. You know, because that's the that's the uh, the threshold to devotional service is the chanting. We're praying, my dear Lord, energy of the Lord, please engage me in your loving devotional service. 
You see, that's that's the beginning. We chant. Service will come. So, um, I always um, start with kirtan. You know, I start out with kirtan. Wherever I am, these yoga places, they like kirtan anyway. You know, so we start out with kirtan. And I say to people, wasn't that nice? Did everybody like that? Yeah, that was great. And, and usually end with a kirtan. You know, when you're making your request, you say, let's, let's do some right now. Let's close with kirtan before we take prasadam, if I'm having some prasadam. Let's, let's close with kirtan. Would you like to do another kirtan? Yeah, yeah. You know, so that you can show them this is easy. And, and one thing that, that may not be a bad idea in certain circles uh, is to sit and chant around together. I've done that before. Depends on, you know, I don't know if you can walk into a yoga studio and engage people to chant around for you know, one round. I don't know. That's interesting. I want to check that out. But it would be nice if you could, you know, if you had a bunch of beads and you could hand out beads, that'd even be better, you know. So, but to get people to chant, or at least say, let's all chant together. Let's try this together for a certain period. You know, let's try it. Let's go three minutes, you know. Set a little time and say, okay, here's how we do it. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna. And you get them going and you know, but we've got to tell them so much. There's there's so much into meditation. That's a big word, you know. And you'll see them. They're doing their postures, you know, and they're meditating. So we we've got to make sure we point out to them that meditation is only as uh, potent as the object of your meditation. If you're meditating on the sound of one hand clapping. You know, um, meditating on an apple, you know, a flower, a candle, you know, a lake, whatever. Whatever you're meditating on, uh, it, 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 what potency does it have? It may give you some rest and relaxation, you know, to meditate on a candle, you know, make, make you feel a little peaceful. Is it going to take you back home, back to Godhead? No. Is it going to give you any spiritual help at all? No. Physical? Yeah. Peace of mind, you know. You'll be able to do that for a while. <coughs> or some people try to meditate on nothing. So you get the potency of that. You see? So... <laughs> You should see the looks on people's faces sometimes when you're telling them that. No, I mean, I've been doing it wrong. Maybe, you know, there's some physical gain. But if we want to meditate on uh, something potent, let's meditate on God. So let's engage our senses as much as we can in this meditation. We vibrate that sound. Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. You see, and you get them to vibrate the sound together with you. You're vibrating that sound, you're using your, your tongue, your hearing, and you're focusing. That's perfect meditation on the most potent Krishna. You see. 
What is, and people, uh, they have a tendency when they when we're preaching to think that, well, you're simply just trying to say that your God's better than my God. I've got a God already, and here you are trying to give me a God. You know, my God is the um, universal energy. You know, so, and you're just trying to sell me your program, you say. So, we say this word, Krishna, you know, everyone has a name. God is unlimited. He has unlimited names. But this is very attractive to Krishna when you say Krishna. Krishna means all attractive, all beautiful one. You see? It's a flattering thing, especially if you say it in a certain way. You know? You could put meaning in, into the name you know, the way you say Krishna. There are people who might, like in a history class, they may say, yeah, and they think that this Krishna was, is God. And you, so, that doesn't have quite the attraction that someone who is, who is saying and meaning, my, my, my beloved Lord, Krishna. You know? There's different ways to say Krishna that attract him. He hears it. Oh, who is that? Who is saying that? You're calling me the most attractive? Who is it? Oh, it's you. You know? So, in different ways you can say, you know, we know that. You know, it's just like Mother Yashoda when she was angry at Krishna. She, she Krishna? Krishna? You know, with the butter again. Ah. You see? But that was attractive to him. The way his mother vibrated his name. And you can hear the devotees. You'll, you'll notice when you're talking with your god brothers and god sisters. Sometimes when, when we're talking about Krishna, it just starts to sound so sweet the way the devotees say Krishna. You know. And when people first start, when they first come in contact with with us, and they start saying Krishna, they're not as good at it as they'll get later on from chanting Hare Krishna. They say. And when you're chanting, sometimes. Every so often, you know, that Krishna that you vibrate just sounds extra special, you know. I don't know why, but so but we talk with them like that and get them to explore that name. The more you say that word, the more you vibrate the name Krishna, the better you get at it, the more attractive it becomes to you. The more addictive it becomes. So all right, I guess we should wrap up. All right, guy, all voices, you'll fall apart.